0: Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, your sanctuary for your soul and the journey to your wellness. I'm your guide on this cosmic adventure, Courtney Hansen, and I am thrilled to embark on this transformative exploration with you. I am an author, Reiki master, your host today, and own a holistic healing center. I also am a somatic therapist, and I specialize in trauma. Trauma. In each episode, we'll dive into the mystical realms of spirituality, unlocking ancient wisdom to navigate the modern challenges of this lifetime. Prepare to elevate your consciousness as we unravel the secrets of mindfulness, meditation, and the profound connections that bind us all. Our expert guests will share their insights, weaving a tapestry of inspiration and practical wisdom to guide you towards a more balanced and enlightened existence. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just beginning your voyage, join us as we navigate the cosmic waves exploring the boundless possibilities that await. Open your heart, expand your mind, and let the journey to your best self begin right here on The Sweetest Little Life. Get ready to transcend, transform, and thrive. What a week. I think collectively we have all been through the ringer and I have to share this story because it resonated so deeply and I know it will touch one of you as deeply as it touched one of me. So I wake up in the morning and I have my little morning routine that I do and I really try not to pick up my phone because I just need some time before I even start expending energy in the mornings. So I wake up and I get this weird calling that I need to look at TikTok. I know. So I pull up TikTok. I shit you not. The first video that pops up is this woman talking about the energetic shift that's happening right now from the old earth to the new earth. And I was sitting there and I'm like, hmm, I don't know, but things have been really weird for everyone I know. Major traumas, major things happening, major disruptions, people leaving your life, um, really hard situations to navigate and walk through, right? So She explains that during the transition of the old earth to the new earth or during your transcension or quantum leap or whatever you want to call it. During this time, it is like gold panning. You are sifting out all of that dirt and that mud so that you can find the gold. But when you pick it up, you don't even know if there's gold in there, right? Because there's so much sifting to do. And on Halloween, I had asked the universe to remove Any person, place, or thing that came in the way of my highest good and my highest alignment. Oh my gosh. Be careful what you wish for because people are dropping like flies, you guys. It's crazy. And I have been so hard on myself. My own personal abandonment issues have popped up and I've really had to look in the mirror and slow down and be like, whoa, what like, is this me? What is my part? Is my side of the street clean? And when she said that in that moment, I felt this sense of peace And I talk to a lot of people each day and one of the things I've noticed is that we're never going through things alone, right? There's always someone else going through the exact same thing you're going through. And so sometimes just sharing that can at least get you off the island that we put ourselves on of isolation and thinking the woe is me and step back into your power. So today's episode, I am so excited to share with you. I actually am over the moon about the work that Jessica is doing and has done. So Jessica Madeline is first off an author. She speaks and she's a body positivity advocate. And she created something called the First Moon Manual and it's letters to her daughter. It's a compilation of letters, art and poetry all about menstruation and your cycle. And, you know, for years and years, girls did not have that space to celebrate womanhood. It was shamed. It was embarrassing. And she has created something to really love and honor teenage girls and young women who are going through the change, right, from girl to womanhood. So Madeline has a master's degree in education with an emphasis in curriculum and instruction design from Weber State University in Ogden, Utah. She also has a bachelor's degree in communication and journalism. And she is just a badass woman, okay? She was uh, featured at the book festival and Madeline is passionate, passionate y'all about helping young women feel informed, empowered, and positive about their menstrual cycles. Now, she believes that menstruation is a natural and beautiful part of being a woman, and she wants to help women like feel comfortable in their bodies and celebrate themselves. And I have to tell you, I'm recording this intro after I have actually recorded with Jessica yesterday, and I am like have to pause myself during the podcast and you'll hear the part because I'm sobbing. Like the love and the honor that she has as a mother, there's something so sacred and so beautiful about that, and I know that you'll feel it too. So listen up, because this is one powerful episode. Let's welcome Jessica to the show. Jessica, welcome. I cannot wait for our conversation today. How are you?
1: I am so good. Thank you so much for having me on today, Courtney. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, yes. It's going to be so juicy. And I know the audience is going to get so much out of what you do. I hope so, so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so I love stories. I love journeys. I really like hearing what got you into the work you're doing today. And I feel like when I shared, it's just not quite the same. So can you tell us who Jessica is?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, I'm a mom. Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter, an 11 year old son and a 22 year old son. So my daughter is kind of my only one. I'm also a wife, I've been married for 22 years. Um, I was an educator and I feel like through this calling, I'm still educating. So I'm, I'm a teacher and I'm a creative. I like to write and create and uh, connect community in ways that people might not have thought
0: before. So that's who I am. I love that and so I want to know all about the first moon manual because I got to tell you the minute that I got the email you had me like right away because I was like what is this why do I not have this can you tell us what inspired this and what it is
1: so it was inspired by my own daughter uh, she had her first period during COVID Mm -hmm. and I wanted to celebrate her because I had kind of had a volatile relationship with my own menstrual cycle so i wanted to make sure that when i cultivated her uh, relationship with her period that she was um more accepting of it a little more loving like we we use positive words in our house we don't blame emotions on periods like things like that Uh, it was during covid when she had hers and i wanted to celebrate but we couldn't have people over and and we're also uh, we have a lot of family around us but We have a lot of family across the country as well. So I just uh, reached out to family and friends and asked them to send us letters of advice or love or support. And as the letters came in, we sat down and we were reading them together. Now, mind you, she was 13 at this time. And we literally were just in tears over the words that were coming from our friends and family. And I just knew in that moment that I wanted every young woman to feel this held and supported as she embarked on her menstrual cycle journey Mm,
0: I love that I have a daughter too and I'm like I think one of the things you asked me a nightmare story and the first thing that came to mind I was laughing so hard because I didn't have a great relationship with my mom she was kind of there kind of not my dad raised me and I'll never forget I happened to be staying at her house for a summer and it was my first summer I'd ever visited her for like a full three months since I'd been like two years old Mm-hmm. And I was a late bloomer. I actually didn't get my period until I was almost 17. Mm-hmm. And so I um, had gone to school and my, I had white jeans on. My period started and I, I skipped school. I like ran home crying. My mom was at work. No one was at the mm-hmm. house. And I was like, I don't know what to do right now. So I called her and I was like, what do I do? Like, I am bleeding. And she's like, oh, you started your period. And she's like, just put a tampon in. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, like, how do I do that? Right. And I'll never forget, like you know, I'm a virgin. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to sit on the toilet and put this tampon in. It's a hot mess, right?
1: Yeah. Tampons are so complicated.
0: Oh, so complicated. So I'm trying to figure this out. I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it was almost like, um, it was just zoomed over. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was like, you figure this out. Here you go. Here are the tools. You know, we're not going to talk about this again. And everything was kind of brushed under the rug. And so that was one of the things that I was so drawn to hearing the story of what you created is like, you know, our period should be celebrated. We're turning into a woman. There's really beautiful things in the womb space. And it's magical, right? And there's so much shame around it.
1: Yes. All of those things you just said. And I just want to give young Courtney, teenage Courtney, a huge hug and, like, tell her it's going to be okay. <laughs> like um, I, that just moves me. So my mom wasn't, it. we had a, a fine relationship. There was no, um, anything weird about it, but she, uh, I don't remember what happened during my first period, but I do remember being in junior high school and I was in the girls' locker room and it had to have been right when I started, um, and <laughs> the mean girl Did you ever have a mean girl in your school? Oh,
0: yes. Her name was Karen. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The mean girl comes in and she was like, oh, my God, I can smell somebody is on their period. And (gasps) I was mortified. I was, I mean, and if you really think, like, now that I reflect on it, I'm 44 now. So, like, now that I reflect on it, I'm like, probably half the girls were on their period, right? Like, we're in the girls' locker room in junior high. Like, probably half the girls were so, but I would had just started and I was just mortified. Like, Oh my gosh, she can smell it. And, um, and another girl even said like, you can smell when somebody on their period. And the girl's like, Oh yeah, there's like a distinct smell. It's just, uh, and so I felt so much shame at that moment. Mm. And I did not dress out for the rest of the year for PE. So I ended up failing PE just for the, I, I participated, but I didn't dress out. Oh. And when my mom, <laughs> when my mom asked me, why didn't you dress out? I knew, I felt like if I told her like, oh, well, like this girl was bullying me, then she would have been like, why didn't you tell me? Or, you know, so I think, I don't know why I didn't tell her that, but I told her I got on my soapbox and I was like, I believe that money should be spent on art and books and reading and not on sports. And she bought it. And for years, until like just two months ago, oh. <laughs> they would like literally until I finally started coming out and telling the story to, like two months ago she would give me a hard time, her and her husband would, oh, remember when you failed PE because it's supposed to be on books and yada, yada. And I was like, and every time I'd be like, yeah. And then finally the other day I called her I'm like, so I'm starting to do all these podcasts and the story's kind of coming out and I think I need you to know what really happened. I have a confession. I have, I have a confession. She was like, oh, well, thanks for telling me. I was like, I'm sorry, mom. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so that was my period nightmare story. And I and I didn't want my daughter to have to deal with any of that stuff. Uh luckily she tells me, I ask her, I'm like, Do you have any and she's like, We don't hide it anymore. She's like, We ask for tampons, we don't hide our tampons where she's at. I don't know how all the teenage girls are, but she's she's pretty open with her friends and everybody in her okay. school. So I'm really blessed that they're like I think there's just strides in how we view menstruation now and the period positivity that's going around. And I'm hoping that the first moon manual is just another tool, just an emotional way. Like it doesn't have a lot of jargon. It's not a lot of like medical stuff. It's really just um, love and advice from women across the nation.
0: Uh, I love that. And I think too, like, you really hit the nail on the head is like, we have, there's so many things that people, you know, frown upon on how our life is now. And it's like, no, we've come leaps and bounds with the bullying, with being open with our bodies, with understanding our bodies. Right. Like, and it's such an open conversation now.
1: Yes. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that for that. Also, I have so many of her friends telling me you know like I need this still like my mom didn't talk to me about it or um or I didn't have a mom around who to Mm -hmm. tell me and and I think about the girls who are living with single dads and and then also just as moms like we have so much to think about that we don't always think about trying to explain menstruation because it feels so natural to us right so, like, when your mom told you, like, oh, just throw throwing a tampon, she wasn't thinking, like, this is, like, difficult. Like, this is something we need to talk about. She didn't even probably know to ask, right? Right. And we have so many moms that are still like that. There are still things that I forget to ask my daughter. And and she's pretty good at, like, reminding me, like, well, you didn't really ask me about this, but this is what's going on. And, um, and I'm hoping that this is just kind of that emotional hug. It's full of letters that are supportive of like body positivity of just like accepting your menstrual cycle for what it is and that it's a piece of us and it's a piece of us forever you know
0: yeah do you have do you have the manual with you
1: yes I have it right in front of me
0: oh my gosh okay will you read us something that really touched you whatever maybe you just flip to a page and intuitively we see what comes up
1: okay okay I'm gonna do that because um well, let me just read a couple of the things that I wrote in my own letter. Okay. Uh, so it was so funny cuz my my editor was putting this all together and she was helping me kind of decide where where things went and what went where. And uh and she says, "Jessica." And I was, "Yes, Erin." She says, "You don't have a letter in here." And I'm like, "Well, you know." And she's like, "No, I don't know. Where's your letter?" So I sat down and I pinned a letter and um And mine was a promise of what I wanted to promise my daughter, right? So it says, my beautiful miracle, how is it that the cycle of your life is starting already? It seems like only moments ago, I was holding your newly born self in my arms for the first time, gazing down at this beautiful creation my body had produced. It's quite magical, really, the way that our bodies work, producing life from within, It's also quite sad how society views the natural monthly shedding that occurs in women's bodies as we prepare for the possibility of life. We've been taught our cycles are something to be ashamed of, something to hide, even, dare I say it, something to loathe. Fortunately, things are changing and for that I am forever grateful. But if I'm to be totally transparent, I know that at least in our home, that change needs to start with me. I wanna lead by example in the way that I react to your emotions. The way you and I feed your body as you go through your monthly cycle, the feminine products we purchase and use, and the way we speak to and treat other women. I want to do all these things and do them well. Truthfully, it seems like a lot to process, especially since I'm still learning and growing myself. But we're on this journey together, and I promise to do my best. Specifically, I promise that when you are emotional, I will do my best to allow you to sit with these emotions and not react in the moment. If I do, I will come back and apologize if I need to. Mm. I will watch my words around you. Stereotypes in me words such as moody, emotional, are you on your rag, bitch, and all the others will not be tolerated. I will not use them and I will also call to task anyone else who uses these words around you. I will stay body positive about my own body, though this one is harder for me. If you are to love your body and yourself just as you are, then the woman you spend the majority of your young young life with, me, needs to love herself just as fiercely. I'm starting to cry. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. I am too. I will say no when it comes to unhealthy decisions, even though my first instinct is to give you whatever you want. That has been true since the day you were born, but I realized that real love is teaching you to feel like your best self. That includes eating to nourish your body and reduce bloat and acne, exercising and moving regularly and resting when you need it. I will hold you to a kindness standard when speaking about other women Yes, our friends and family and other women in our lives will irritate us, but we will always view them through the best lens possible. We will reframe our own thoughts as needed to ensure our story is full of love and kindness. I will spend the extra money to purchase organic and reusable feminine products to make sure you have the healthiest female experience possible. I will love you. I will love you as your whole self. In the partner you choose, in the clothes you wear, and in the education and work you decide to pursue, I will love every single bit of it because all of it is you and you are of me. My little love, my hope is that you will enhance this time of the month, that you will practice self-care in your everyday decisions, eating right, exercising, affirming yourself, and making good choices, that you will embrace this inherently female miracle and life-giving power, whether you choose to use it or not, that you will learn to ebb and flow with life and accept your flow as part of who and what you are. By accepting all of yourself, you help other women accept all of who they are too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm all crying <laughs> wow oh my gosh Woo. that really
1: touched my heart and, Oh! and isn't that the word you needed to hear from your own mom
0: yes yes oh that was emotional oh my god you know you don't realize how much you need to hear that until It's spoken. and You know, Courtney, that's been
1: the thing is that I have grown women coming to me and telling me, like, I need this book too. And it Mm -hmm. heals that inner child. You know, there's, um, after each letter is a reflection question. Uh, and the reflection questions are, I mean, they're things that I still answer. You know, um, My, the one after that letter I just read says, what choices feel right for me in terms of taking care of myself? What am I willing to promise myself? You know, and these are things I still need to work through, even as an
0: adult. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Oh, I did not think I would get emotional on this podcast. I'm like a hot mess over here. What'd you do to me? I'm so sorry. I'm loving oh, I'm you. I'm <laughs> You, you are uh, – I can only imagine the amount of love that people feel reading those pages who have had stories like we had growing up or kids like you said that are just, like, needing that extra love from – and I know, like, moms can say certain things. And when you're in that age, though, too, sometimes it's not the same as reading something. There's something different that happens with our subconscious mind, right, like with letters no. and – having that and being able to go back and read it and just feel the love that you poured into this.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's the thing, right? Is this is for all women who want to um, support their daughter. So I, you know, I'm a very supportive mom and I made it for her. And so if you're a supportive mom and you think you have all your basis covers, this is just a tool to help you, right? And in the front, there's a dedication letter. So you can write your own letter. And the way that the book is designed is it looks kind of scrapbooky. So it was to be added to, you know, so if you got your own letters from other people, but if you don't have time for that, that's okay too. Right. Because we only have so much capacity. So, um, it's, it's all there. And, and the reason I chose letters, art, and poetry is one, I love all of those things. Like I love art. I love words so much. And I wanted a medium that would uh, be visually stimulating for everyone, right? So all kinds of learners. I was a special education teacher and this, this book is easy, easily digestible because it's broken up in the letters. There's affirmations in between um, there's creative space. So there's actually blank pages so that they can draw. It's just kind of like this really nice uh, compilation of, of everything that's easy. Does that make
0: sense? Oh my God. Yes. That's incredible. It's literally like a journal that they can walk through this journey. Yes. Oh, and I yeah. can imagine how adult women even could get so much out of it with the prompts and everything that you just shared. Like that's huge to be able to, cause sometimes we need that inspo, right? Like if we're feeling a certain way and we can't quite figure out, figure it out to be able to write about it and process it in, you know, such a private space. It's
1: powerful. It's really powerful. And I mean, I just think of how many of us need to heal our own relationships with our menstrual cycles. You know, Um, my tagline has been like 40-ish years is too long to hate a piece of ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And we need to do better for our daughters and for ourselves, I think. Also, I say, um, you know, 50% of the population will have, has or has had a menstrual cycle. So, we need to be talking about it. <laughs> we need to be, you know, positive about it. Like, yeah. How so, can we preach self love if you? Right, and that's exactly
0: what it is. Yeah. So for the mamas listening, um, you know, it it is awkward if you if you haven't had a mom show up in that way, right? Like we learn from being taught, and if we we're never taught that. have a tool like this to be able to show up but for the mothers listening right now who are going yeah I'm about to enter into this chapter of my child's life like what would you suggest as far as um, approaching it being supportive through that time like what did that conversation look like in your home
1: yeah so I think the first thing is that I really realized my negative talk around my menstrual cycle and how much I needed to not do that Um, I ended up having a hysterectomy uh, in 2017. And had I known what I know now, I would have never agreed to that. Um, so when Bella wasn't starting to embark, like on that time of her life and in her teenage years, here's the thing, right. Is one of the things I hate is we always talk about teenagers. Well, society does. Oh, teenagers. They're so horrible, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. They're just little humans trying to figure out how to human, right? Like, and we have all this negative self-talk around around teens. And it's kind of like the worst feeling to me because when they're not approached with like empathy and compassion about like what they're going through, which is an influx of hormones and all these changes and peer pressure, then we're not giving them a good chance. So in my house, um, I always, when people ask me about my kids, I'm like, I won the... Kid lottery. Like, my kids are the best kids ever. They've been great teenagers. They're amazing humans. I am blessed to be their mom. I'm so glad, like, how, whatever you believe, I believe they chose me. Like, I am so grateful for that, you know? And when it came to menstrual cycles, we kind of were the same way. Like, we're going to stop the negative self talk. We're going to just be very positive about it. And, um, and we just would talk about it. It was just kind of uh, like, hey, you're going to start your period. And, this is what it looks like. This is the things you can expect. Um, I went out and bought organic. I chose that. It's, you know, not everybody's going to have the means or the wherewithal because it's easy to run into a store and grab just whatever and understand that. So just, there's no guilt. There's no um, shame. There's no anything. Just, this is what we did, you know? So We grabbed organic as much as we could and, um, and natural to help with the periods. And, um, and then when she started, I was just like, this is so exciting. Like, you know, this means that you're shedding your lining and now we need to rest and, and you need to make sure that what you're eating, like, I know you want to reach for junk food, but we need to be reaching for those like fruits and veggies and like lean proteins and making sure that you're really feeding for your flow and we're not perfect, (laughs) right? There's no perfection. There's just always trying to be better. Right. So um, I think for moms out there, one is don't feel pressure, just whatever comes naturally to you and however you feel like you can do it. I had the time it was during COVID. I had the time to reach out and ask for letters and advice. And since it was during COVID, a lot of people had the time to write those things. Yeah. If you don't have the time, that's okay. Right. Just take the pressure off, just be open and honest and always um, talking about this in a positive way. And I'm not saying you have to love your period. I'm not saying you have to love bleeding every month. Like there are some inconveniences about it, but how do we just make it so we're not negatively talking about it constantly? Does
0: that make sense? Absolutely. I am with you a thousand percent. I would love. So I started doing this. I don't know, like six months ago. And it's been so powerful. And the feedback I've gotten from all of the audience has been beautiful. But I do, uh, I'm totally putting you on the spot here. But I do a three, three is my favorite number. So I do three tools for the toolbox based around whatever our topic is. So do you have three tools that the audience can start implementing, whether that's you know, your favorite affirmation or a journal prompt you want to share, but three things that they can get off this podcast and really put into action.
1: Um, Yes. Okay. Three things. The first thing is reframing. So if you find yourself saying something negative or even feeling a negative way about your own period, then just to kind of stop and reframe and just be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Affirmations are so important, especially at this time for our kids. So when you help your kiddos say affirmations, then we're just cultivating, um, an open mindset and a growth mindset with them, right. And ensuring that they are confident in themselves. I write affirmations on my daughter's mirror. So like I write, I am beautiful and I am perfect the way I am. And, um, and I have those on there. So when she is looking in the mirror and getting dressed, she sees them every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the third thing would be ensuring that if you want to have your kids eat like a little bit healthier during their time of their month, just stocking your fridge with some of those fruits and vegetables and and making sure those are available and they're easy to grab. So we just wash all of our fruit, put them in some like Tupperware. So it's first thing they see when they open the fridge and they're able to grab those.
0: I love that. Those are good ones. You're good with on the spot.
1: <laughs> Some people you. are like,
0: uh, er, you didn't tell me we were doing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, where can me. we buy the moon journal? where can we connect it- with you? If there are moms listening that feel they need to ask you a question or just want to touch base and reach out, where's your hang spot?
1: So it's first moon manual and it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, You can also find me on Instagram at first moon manual and you can find me on TikTok at, at first moon, moon manual. Those are new. Um, And my, my author page is J M Medellin and my website is J M And you're going to, will you have that written out or do I need to spell it?
0: No, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Perfect. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time today, Jessica, and for sharing your wisdom and for putting this out in the world. Like, uh, I can only imagine the empowerment that you've given mamas and daughters on celebrating this and celebrating their moon cycle. Like, it's pretty freaking incredible what you're doing. So thank you.
1: Hey, thank you, Courtney. I appreciate you uh, responding and believing in this as well.
0: Yes, I know. I can't wait to get this for my daughter. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on your enlightening journey today. And I am honored to have you hang with us at The Sweetest Little Life. If you've enjoyed your exploration, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your feedback fuels our shared odyssey and gets us to more people to help. Remember, the key to a harmonious life lies within you. It's not some guru. You have the key. As we part ways, carry the wisdom you've gathered into your daily existence. Embrace the present, cultivate gratitude, and be a beacon of positivity in this world. Stay connected with us on social media to continue the conversation. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all the things at, at the sweetest little life. Until next time, may your path be illuminated, your spirit be resilient, and your heart be full of compassion. This is Courtney Hansen signing off with love, light, and an internal quest for spiritual growth. Keep shining, beautiful souls. Thank you.